Welcome to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with Opera Holland Park's director of opera, James Clutton. In conversation with creatives and collaborators, we explore the process of putting opera on stage and how the artists involved approach their craft. Welcome to From the Producer's Office. I'm James Clutton at Opera Holland Park. Uh, with me today, I've got two artist managers, agents, and as Helen Ho from uh, Groves Artists and Ben Rayfield from Rayfield Allied. Hello. 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 Nice to see you both. Thanks for coming in. Uh, this is a nice office I've got here. It's <laughs> yeah. Quite swanky. It's yeah. actually at the Royal Opera, but good there you view. go. It's a good view, absolutely. Um, let's start at the beginning, just generally. Helen, first of all, um, was there classical music opera in your family as you were growing up? Uh, there was a lot of music. Um, my father's, a, well, as, as well as being a physicist, he was a jazz trombonist. Oh, it's a good um, mix. So, yeah. It's good um, mix. And my mum has always been a very, very into music. She sings in lots of local choral societies. Um, so we look, we did music at school. Mm. Um, and so it, there was always music around, but it wasn't necessarily classical. Mm. Uh, I do remember at about age seven, watching something on television and saying to, saying to my... Well, it was Carmen on television and saying to my mother that I was going to be the first slim Carmen, <laughs> which just shows you what, you know, what was going on in those days. And, of course, as it turned out, I'm soprano, not a mezzo anyway, but right, there right, we right, are. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, sounds great. Ben and your family growing up? Uh, my dad was a record collector. I mean, nobody... Right. They weren't sort of musician musicians and either mm. played an instrument or anything like that. Mm. Um, but I was brought up in Leeds. Right. And... Opera North opened when I was about five or six years old, so Great. suddenly there was not really much other culture in Leeds at that time. There was no orchestra, and so if you want to do a bit of music, right. Opera North was the thing to go to. So we just used to go and see everything. Fantastic! Even though my parents didn't know a great deal about well, it, it was just you. it was kind lucky of yeah. it was kind yeah. of the thing to do. Well, great local so, company. So, so it was fantastic. I saw pretty much every show. Probably slept through the first three <laughs> or four years when yeah. I was this tall. Was that a sort of natural thing for your parents to go there? Because you're saying it was one of the few cultural things there. But was it was a, a special occasion when they went to the opera? Was it? Yeah, it was yeah, always was a, it? It was always a sense of occasion. Yeah, we'd dress up, and yeah. it was it was a nice thing to go and do. And yeah, because um, yeah, the only other things there were once a month an orchestra would come to the town hall, like um, your CBSO with Rattler right. when he was he was a youngster, and that was it. It was it was so few and far between right. the opportunities that. When you did go, it was yeah. special. Whereas if you're, in, yeah, we're in London now. Yeah. You can go and see yeah. 25 things every night, and it's, it's a different kind of feeling. But I think everyone that knows me personally, and everyone that's listened to this before, um, Open North are a favourite company of mine, and and they've always done good work like that, and always been very open. Haven't they? Their audience is incredibly loyal, and yeah. they're very open when you walk in. Still now, it's just lovely Absolutely. to walk into. And very diverse their audience as well. It's very diverse, very yeah. diverse. I just love seeing that they're in a funny way not always when it's a special occasion people I like going there and then people just go in there because it's a night out mm. yeah know, it's what, I love yeah, that yeah. you know I love people when they dress up to go but I love it when they go we're just going to go to the opera tonight yeah. you know mm. so it's a really nice thing so um, so not an immediate thing about working in classical music in your career but um, you know you're both artist managers now but was there a time where you thought oh agent artist that, that's a job or, or did it just all happen gradually through uh, was it all this sort of meandering through different careers or did you ever think oh agent that's a good job I well, I, I was a sort of session singer for 10 years before I became an agent and so I had lots of friends who were coming through that scene some of whom were getting better and became soloists and then got themselves managers and so I and my um, partner at the time um, who was a session singer she was exactly one of those people so I got to know her agent when she signed up with um, right. somebody 
and so I be quite, became quite good friends with that person, Caroline Phillips, who I still know and right, get okay. on with really yep. well. Good chum. Um, and so I found it fascinating chatting with her after concerts and sort of getting to know, mm. with no direct ambition to be mm. on that side of the desk at all, right. just finding it interesting, seeing yep. how they develop careers and that kind of stuff. And so in about in 10 years later, when my voice started packing up, mm. it was actually quite a natural thing right, okay. to go because I found it so interesting just seeing how they developed voices yeah, and developed excellent. careers. Helen, you? Um, I certainly wasn't aware, per se, of there being a job of an agent yeah. I just I read music at university um, once thought I wanted to sing realised that I was nowhere near good enough um, and just sort of looked for jobs in classical music right um, so I started off working for a classical record company okay um, and then fell into a job um, for Harrison Parrott actually um, right. working with John Berry when he set up very uh, nice yeah yeah there and so it was just I didn't apply for it thinking Oh, that's that's something I'd like to do. Mm. I applied for it because it was a job in classical music. Okay. Um, and then found out that actually I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a, I always it's a great job when you see it. It's, you know, we talk a bit more as we go through about what you just mentioned, Ben, about the planning careers because I think that's a great a great part of it. And obviously, obviously. I think you're both brilliant agents, otherwise I wouldn't have come and asked you to be on my podcast. And, um, so, absolutely, thank you. Um, uh, in fact, I, you know, no names, no patrol, but I've just been in auditions today and this poor young uh, uh, baritone was in. We just opened his music out on the piano and then opened his wallet and the, uh, well, I don't know where he had his wallet and, and just cash flew everywhere. <laughs> and I did say it's the best opening to an audition I've ever had. Not one of I said, it's the best, you know, which role do you want? You know, we'll, do it. Um, we'll do it. So, but I think that it, you both you do both look after not only singers you both look after directors conductors is that correct um, or your agencies do it uh, yes anyway. yes my agency does I don't personally I look after you one look director after right. um, who's the director uh, Christopher Luscombe wonderful he's got a very good job coming up this summer he does indeed and I believe okay. he's already done one of these podcasts he has he has <laughs> I mean, he was very good he was very good I enjoyed that yeah um, the seamless links the seamless <laughs> links yeah, it's very good put it on it um, but yeah so Ben you look after uh, directors as well all sorts yeah conductors directors composers who do right. vocal stuff as well I've got a harpsichordist and a trombonist for right. every other Thursday right. yeah when I need, <laughs> need a change so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I mean it's, it's interesting seeing especially when you're dealing with conductors and directors the different points in the trajectory of a production right. process as well because when you're doing singers yeah. you're, you're coming in relatively late into the planning process so I think that's one of the really fascinating yeah. things about working yeah. with the creative side is that you yeah, are yeah. often I do. a much earlier stage in the process yeah, which is no, I, I eye-opening yeah, yeah no, I think did, but on, purely on your job as artist managers is it a very different discipline looking after creatives to singers or, or is it basically the same? It's about personal relationships, obviously. Uh, it's about planning a career, but is it, is it a different thing to, to work with those? Do you really have to get yourself in a different headspace to do that or not really? I think it's... Um I, th- I think it is different. I personally find it different. I think the singers, when you're doing the singer stuff, it tends to be... or well, A lot more of the business is about putting the bits of the jigsaw together. Right. Um, so you might know what you're planning you might know who your conductor is or your director is mm. and we you know, knowing the various relationships that we know about we, we can say well that would be a good fit there that will be a good fit there yeah. I know what you like I know what that director likes yeah. and you can give a much more focused yeah. kind of set of proposals whereas if you're working with directors or conductors it can be a lot more 
free form. You know, it's yeah, that's it's, not, it's not quite so transactional. I mean, a lot of the strategy is the same across all of them in what you're trying yeah. to do, Absolutely. but it's quite it's a bit more difficult to have that transactional relationship that you sometimes have when you're talking about singers where I've got a gap great I've got a singer yeah, no, exactly. that's, that's right that, because that's actually with the director you're starting at the top if you like rather yep. than when you're working with singers yep. you're, as you say Ben you're coming in further down the, yeah, the, no, the it's ladder a, it's an interesting thing because obviously I work in slightly different ways every uh, every single production sometimes we have a singer in and no creative team because yeah, I'm a complete egomaniac you know, <laughs> uh, megalomaniac so we, we change it around so sometimes it could be we do all the casting in house so it's just okay well I really want that singer to do that role let's try and build a team around that but on the whole you're right the creative team comes first do you Helen with uh, you know obviously the three of us uh, I'm going to talk about relationships between different agents as well but you, as an agent you have to look at building relationships with managements as well yep. and and that's a, a tricky thing I think because everyone wants different things and has a different style what they want is it, is that hard to learn or is it just come over is it purely putting the hours in over time you get to know that I think I think it's a lot to do with putting the hours in I mean I've been in the business quite a long time now and you know I feel now I've got a pretty, pretty good grasp on what it is that various different companies want yep. what you know and as Ben says you know what different uh, conductors directors want yep. but that it is it's something that you can only learn on the job yeah um and by trial and error, almost. Yeah. Um, and people's taste, uh, you know, as I, I often say this, that, you know, it's like critics or producers or whatever, they, um, individual taste is individual taste. It just yeah. happens that my taste is more important than other people because <laughs> I'm in that job at that time. If I wasn't in that job tomorrow, my taste is a personal taste is irrelevant. You know, but if, if you're in that job, your personal taste is important. You know, it's just about who you like and what sort of style you like, singer or director or whatever. But that's all that you can go on. Yeah. You can only you can only go on your personal taste. You can't yeah. try and second guess. No, I, I think it's very, else's. very Otherwise, that's that. that's that's you get yourself into a very dangerous position. I think if yeah. you start doing that. But with with you both, do you, do you have a, a you have an overview of the companies because both of you have uh, clients that work in Europe and the states, I guess, and and yeah. and the UK. Yeah. But the UK, obviously, you're both based in the UK, so it's easier to deal with people on a more day-to-day basis yeah. but that those relationships just need to be sort of watered and fed as we as we go through the years I guess but you see people all the time anyway you know it's not yeah. it's not difficult because I, I often think people talk about networking as if it's this thing that you have to really work at and you do of course but it doesn't have to be this artificial no, no, kind of situation you, know, you were just talking earlier on Helen about your next few trips and every yep. time you go somewhere you bump into some people in the canteen you bump into people in the bar you bump yes. into people right. in the, and you're just chatting you're chatting yep. about what you've seen what you've got coming up and yep. you naturally talk about your own artist and a lot of that relationship building isn't well it doesn't have to be hard work it, it can actually it's, it's a just, clinical it's, thing it's just, it's, it's, just, just it's just fun you know, what do we yep. all like talking about we yep. like talking about music we like talking about yep. shows we've seen yep. and we all have an aspiration to see this brilliant fictitious show that we're helping each other to yeah. put together in the future. Indeed. And so we're all, yeah, we're all in the same boat. We're all aiming for the same outcome at the end of it. And I think that's right. I mean, I remember, you know, I, 
Ben and I were in Prague or somewhere years ago uh, on a opera Europe. Oh trip. no! Bruno oh, no. was there, yeah, yeah. and um, we we hadn't got really to grips with the currency. And I was going. And I said to Ben, "Here's a load of money. It might be enough for a bottle of wine or a small hat." <laughs> I was somewhere in between. <laughs> somewhere yeah. was, I've got I'm a little really, dacha in the country yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm really not sure. But um, but those things are nice because uh, you know Stephen Language is with you, yeah. who was also on one of these podcasts. Um, I remember him saying on one of those opera Europa trips, "These are my people. This is my clan. You know, these yeah. are opera people, and we." You know, get together and talk about things. It's not always shop, but it's often is, and it's just about what people are up to. That's right. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And I think it. You know, as you say, people talk about you know networking and having to have meetings with people, mm. and mm. and whilst that is important, and mm. you know, if you're going to a show, yeah. then obviously mm. you try and get in a meeting with the casting yeah. director, yeah, yeah. Uh, and at the same time, because that's your job. Yeah. But equally some of the best work if you mm-hmm. like and that's in work in inverted commas that you do is having a drink afterwards Indeed. or you know and just have as you say just having a chat and actually not necessarily doing a hard sell mm. yeah um, I think that's just, absolutely right because you're not really a sort of a meetings kind of guy not really I mean I think that you know I did that um, Ed Thing at the agents association, which I got so much stick for. Yeah, I, I'm giving up telling the truth in public. Um, but I think that uh, no, I think that often we, you know, we've had drinks after the shows or at dress rehearsals or whatever, come up and we have a, a catch up. And I think that just makes it a, an easier thing. It's just more real, as you were alluding to. It's just a more conversation. And I particularly like after some of your clients have been in, in shows of mine, then in the bar afterwards, and we can. Not in a big debriefing way, but you're doing it over a glass of wine, and yeah. it's just a nice. So how did that? Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel it went? You know, I feel it went really well, or whatever. And I think you can just get a different aspect than if it's just sit down, let's go through your client list. Which for for some managers, I'm sure that really helps, but for me, it doesn't particularly. No, doesn't because particularly work for me. again, t- taking you back to what you were saying earlier about knowing what managements, different managements yeah. want. You know, sitting down and, and giving giving somebody your artist list is, is all very well and good. Mm. But I would never sit down and go, right, let's go through all my sopranos, let's go yeah. through all my meta, you know. Because A, it's unbelievably boring. Yeah. And it means that whoever you're talking to will switch off within about 30 seconds. Yeah, it, it just isn't productive. It used to happen a lot. People, I, when I was less experienced, I guess, and I didn't know my own mind as much, I used to agree to those things. And we used to, I used to do that. And it just... You don't concentrate as much after them because a lot of things you don't know, you're just looking at names and you're looking at CVs. Whereas if we're talking more naturally, I think that people get more people in my job get more from you guys if you're saying oh really this is great for you you know yeah. and you've both done this with me and rightly so you're going to love this artist or yeah. you know I know that you love this artist can we do something together and that's actually I mean I, I'm sure you'll agree Ben is is, is where the, your role as an agent works and it, because the people that you're talking to for example you or people mm. Opera North or yeah. WNO wherever learn to to trust us a, a bit Absolutely. about what, what we're saying about Absolutely. it any of our singers I think that's completely right because also if someone's selling me someone you know it's all subjective but that, that I know there's nowhere near what I'm looking for obviously your opinion drops down yeah. you know but obviously you two never do that and that's why we're here and that's why we've always have gone well but I think that when that happens you just lose a little bit of trust and do they think that's where I am you know, do you think that's where the company is I mean, that, that's what our job is, is to provide that level of expertise which is a filter for both sides because we're filtering for you as a a promoter as a casting person and we're we're filtering for the artists as well we're we're helping them to understand that this isn't just a a kind of a shop 
where yeah. you're trying to flog you know double glazing to every house yeah. that you pass in the street you're going right well let's we're doing something we're, we're selling something extremely high end here yeah there's only going to be a few people who are going to be interested in this yep. and it's my job to put those two together yeah then it's going to be something special yeah when it happens no i think it's a good it's a very good explanation but also i think that because obviously um you know, we're talking about double glazing or whatever, but you, your product is selling are artists, and and of course artists are people, and they've got their own personal things that they want from their career. They want at that time. They 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 must be asking you in nice ways. They must be asking you, and sometimes probably not in nice ways. What's coming up? What's the what's the job? Of so that's a different yeah. thing. You know, balancing that. Act. <laughs> yeah, because that is a, that is a tricky one. Yeah, no, it is. It is that is very tricky um, because quite often. You know, especially for younger artists who haven't, you know, they're not that established yet. They haven't yeah. got that much. Art. I mean, it's incredibly hard. Mm. You know, there are so many wonderful singers out there, at the yeah. moment, as you know, um, yeah. who haven't got work. Yeah, it's a very good um, age for singers, I think, at the moment. Yeah. In the UK, I mean, it's a really we, good are, time. we are spoilt for choice. Yeah, we really are. Um, and therefore, as an agent, it's it's very very difficult because where you can suggest one singer, you know perfectly well mm. that there are another. Eight, nine, ten, who would probably do the job yeah. equally well. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a very tough thing. But with your relationship, obviously, we're not going to go into too much detail. But just very, and very generally, relationship with singers, you know, often, you know, where would you normally get singers from? You normally, on your roster at the moment, would you have got singers from college or singers come to you? What's the? Is there a, is there an overall thing, a, a, gen, a generic thing, or is it so so different for each singer? It comes down to that old hair on the back of the neck standing up thing and, and where you get that feeling yeah. can be anywhere. It can be from a really established singer who's been around for 40 years who for some reason is in the doldrums but you yep. sit there going, oh my God, why is that person not better known? Yeah. Yeah. To somebody who's you know doing their first year undergraduate course at the college where you just think... I mean, I, obviously, I can't do anything for them now, but yeah. let's keep in contact. Interesting, yeah. Only mentor them over a few years, and then you know it can, it can develop mm. into something more serious once they've left college. But it, it, I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. I mean, I, I think for me, the majority of my artists have tended to come, if we're looking for a trend, yeah. is from other artists on the roster. There's right. almost that, that sort of feeling of recommendation mm. and of because they will understand how we do business. Because yeah, being a good artist and being a good manager does not necessarily mean the two of you are going to get on and have a successful no, no, no. relationship. No. And that's almost the biggest battle, is getting that relationship right. And if you've, if you've started it off from an introduction, yeah. you've almost started the relationship on the right foot straight away because mm. you know how the person does business you know that they're friends with your artist therefore there's, yeah. a, there's a natural this, this is going to work kind of thing whereas if, you, whereas if you pluck somebody off a competition stage then yeah. they, they, you know you don't share a, la a common language and no, it's, it can be really uphill battle that kind yeah. of thing so. I, I always say to I mean any singer who comes to see me about management and you know 99 times out of 100 I, I won't be taking them on simply because I just no, can't. Nice. I haven't yeah. got the capacity. Yeah. Um, 
but I always say to them that when they're speaking to other management uh, and to me that the most important thing about it is having that open and honest relationship with your with your manager and agent it, it's like a marriage yeah. um, it's a very very personal relationship yeah. because you you are dealing with these people when they're at their most vulnerable yeah. um, because it is their livelihood it's their job they've got to get up on a stage and sing they're opening themselves bare laying themselves open to yeah. um, auditions to critics you yeah. know it's it's a hell of a job oh, it really is um, and you have got to be their support network as, yeah. as well as furthering their career yeah um, so it's absolutely vital that, that you can be honest and straight with that with that person from the word go yeah I think when you when you're talking about that because obviously that relationship is a very close relationship whatever if it's good. and I, I've probably put you both in at times because when people ask for me for recommendations <laughs> I say see one of those two and, yep. uh, and you know so there you go but you know I do that but I think that because I like the honesty that you give me at yeah. the other side and I think if they're if the two of you deal with your clients like you deal with me then I, I would recommend that to to someone to come and work with you, you know, I think that's the way because it works both ways isn't it you know, of course it, it, it does it really does but if, so once again very generally not putting you in a position but do you tend to look if you've got a certain tenor of a certain type then you wouldn't get another tenor of that type on your roster or do you do you look for a couple or do you just is it that sort of grid as it were that you look at to see what you, what you need at any time I think for me, you know, you want to have a balanced list in as much as you can. So you'd like to to think that you've got all your voice types covered and the different fucks in those yeah. covered. That said, you know, if you happen to have a particular type of singer who's very busy and you're turning down an awful lot of work, yeah. it's quite good to have Thank a couple you. of others. That, good, you know, yeah. be- because you know that there's more work more work around. Um, that said. It, I don't. I don't go looking. I never have gone looking for a specific voice type. Right. Um, have you been? Yeah, we we do. Um, you know, as an agency, we talk about this quite a lot, to be honest, because you know, purely from a, a business point of view, what's the biggest market? Yeah. You know, what gets done the most? Yeah. Your Mozart operas, your Verdi operas, yeah. your big Verismo things. Now Mozart is, I say half-jokingly, relatively easy to cast. You know, Mozart yep. voices are yep. not uncommon. Brilliant Mozart voices, of course, are rare. However, Toscas don't grow on trees. Yep. You know, the big Cavaradosses don't grow on trees. Indeed. People who do that repertoire, which is extremely common, mm. the voices are also extremely rare. So if you get some of those kind of voices, mm-hmm. from a business point of view, it's really, yeah, yeah it's, it's the holy grail. Yeah. Um, but getting them and getting really good ones is yeah. is, is, is I mean, incredibly it, difficult. No, exactly, so looking exactly. and, and actually finding is a different Indeed. matter. So. I mean, you know, we would we would all love some of those kind of voice types, or you know, a, yeah. a, a really really fantastic Heldon tone. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's like hen's teeth. But but I what I meant is that you know I, I don't go out thinking right. No, indeed. That's what I'm going to go and look and find. No, because it, because it doesn't happen like that. But Helen, are you able to watch performances of operas and and not think about singers and uh, the way they react? You know, the way it would affect you as a, can you just sit and watch a sit and watch an opera and just enjoy it that straightforward? Or are you thinking oh, I wouldn't mind that tenor or? Uh, or about your own client, or they're not doing that as good, or they're doing much better than I thought. That I must look at that. Must look for something like that in the future. Probably, honestly, not. Right. I think. Um, I think because I see so many operas, and 
you know, usually um, it's because one of my singers yep. is in it. So therefore, obviously, you're you're yep. listening particularly to hear yep. how he or she is performing, um, and it's very difficult not to critique the other the other singers in that production. You yep. might you might think, oh my lord, you know they they're not what I expected from when I last heard them or you might think goodness I've not heard that person before you know I wonder who they're managed by that's they're, always they're... a nice one that one yeah. that's oh, yeah. a nice no. way around that one it's, yeah. it's a much nicer way around doesn't always happen no no I mean I always say it's also semi-jokingly but pretty honestly that I don't really enjoy going to performances because if it's if it's if it's bad, I'm thinking, well, is it, what have they cast that person for? What have they let the director do? What have they blah, blah. And if it's good, I just get incredibly jealous and yeah. think, oh God, I wish it was mine. I wish yeah. that was my show. You because know? It, because it, you know that's our business. It's our yeah. lives. So it, I don't. I, I I can't switch off. Ben, can you? Can you? No. <laughs> no. Really, really simple. No. You know, and I, to the point where, you know, we, as you say, we see lots of operas in a in a good or bad week depending on how you're looking at it you can see five performances yeah. which is a lot of opera yeah. and if I had the choice to go and see something on my own dollar mm. I don't you know, I don't pay to go and see the opera I might go yeah. to a concert I would yeah. probably go to the theatre more than anything yeah. else yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it is really hard because you're sat there thinking oh, I wish my singer was doing that they'd do it so much better yeah. or you know it's it, you, you can't quite switch off no. and, and just enjoy it in a way where you're to- totally independent of what's no. going on on stage. In the same way, you probably can't, because probably if, if you're going to an opera that's not at Holland Park, which, yeah. which obviously you do a lot, yeah. mm. you must always be thinking, yeah. oh, I wonder whether she'd be any good for that. Oh, or, definitely. You know, definitely. So, you I, know, mean, we, I mean, I was at the Porgy and Bess when it was, uh, you know, a couple of years ago or whatever, and there was a particular singer who I just sort of, Forgot that I was in the sea and just said, "Oh my God!" Yeah. Not as nicely as that. I've got to try and get her. You know, it's just yeah. wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that you know it does still affect you, but you, you can't look at it in a non-business way. No, um, which which I think is good. That's what you know. That's what we that's what we do for a living. Um, but with you know, you can't. However, I know you both go to the opera a lot, but you can't possibly go to everything. Um, is it an ongoing thing with artists when you, you can't get to see a piece? Is that, uh, or is that just understandable over a big period of time that you, you can't get to everything? I, I don't think it's a problem. I think, for me, it's the perk of the job for yeah. a start. So it's not a hardship going to a, um, performances. I love it. You know, yeah. that's it's the culmination of all the work that you put in is yeah. going and seeing a performance and if you love your artist how can you not yeah. want to go and see the perform so it's it's never a hardship um, but we, as you say we can't go and see everything uh, as long as you see the right things the yeah. important things yeah um, then I've never had an issue with any of my artists going. Yeah. No, I think I think that's the same. I mean, you do have to pick and choose yeah. to a certain extent because there's only one of us. Yeah. Um, it is difficult because, of course, you know, our artists. It, it matters to them whether yeah. we're there. Yeah. Um, and I always do do feel a level of guilt yeah. if I'm not at, if I don't manage to get to something. Yeah. But equally, you know, both Ben and I have families. Um, yep. And we have to balance. Uh, you know, our work, our work against our, our home lives. Absolutely. Um, so that sort of leads on a bit. What's, what can, oh, you might not be able to answer this, but we're going to give it a try. <laughs> so what's the best and worst things about, uh, about managing artists? Well, I think, for me, the, the best thing is being involved in, in just create, helping to create some 
gold, yeah. really, because you know when it when it all works and when you know one of your artists is singing a fantastic role and mm. you go in here and and it's you have an amazing evening and it's it just great, isn't it? oh it's just it's the biggest buzz Best. and just knowing that knowing that you were part of that it's it's the hairs on the back of your neck thing yeah um, do you agree with that Ben yeah absolutely it's the it's the culmination of all your work and, and especially if you've been able to genuinely make a difference you mm. know and you've been able to take an artist from this level to the next level up and the next level up yeah. and you can go with some satisfaction I made part of that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the artist is the one that does all, all the real hard work, but you can see the little steps that you've put into, yeah. into place that have made it happen on that particular night. Yeah. It's a really wonderful feeling. Yeah, yeah. it is, absolutely. Um, and is the worst thing turning people when they haven't got a job? Yep. Yeah, never, never, never gets never, easier. It, it, and, the, the, and, you know, when you have an artist, as you, you referred to earlier, bringing you up and saying, you know, what's happening, what's in plans, and you just think, but there's nothing. There, there isn't anything. I mean, you know, touch wood. Um, most of the time, you know, my artists on the whole are pretty busy. Yeah. Um, so you know, for that I'm incredibly grateful. But yeah. but it still doesn't. It's still very difficult when you've been having a long conversation about an artist for a particular role and you've got down maybe to the last two or something and they don't get it. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, really I think that. I mean, I have that. I mean, people don't believe it when it gets to a two particularly, and 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 we've spoken to you or you know because I'm very open about it. I, I think it's impossible for me to give feedback to everyone. I I don't. Other people do. I I don't. But often um, it's because it's just a personal choice there's not too much to say you need to do this this and this it's, it's a, in the in the brutal way which I would never say um, we just wanted that person more than you uh, for that particular production yeah. which no one wants to hear but, but, that, but that's, but that's the, the reality of that it is, that is reality and, but I think that when it gets to the two I hate saying to you guys or to the singer if I know them particularly it was close it was two because sometimes I think that it is almost worse, except that it does mean that you can say to them that they are valued. It's not that they're not singing well, yeah. or you know. Yeah, I think the important thing for artists is to know they're they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. in a way, yeah. but that's also what makes it hardest because if because I mean my feeling is I don't know how you feel, but Helen, that it's it's becoming slightly more of a lottery. Mm-hmm. As you said earlier on, James, there are more and more great singers coming out of yep. all the conservatoires. Yep. But at the other end, on the other end of the conveyor belt, there's less and less work. You know, yep. there, are, there are half the number of productions there were yep. in this in the main opera houses in this country than there were when I started 15 years ago, pretty much. Yeah, and more singers. Yep. and therefore, just from a from just just a statistical point yeah. of view, it's becoming more of a lottery. There might be 20 really great people going for that one role, as opposed to. Five. And also one of the problems yeah. I think, and obviously on part we're part of this problem, although it's a nice thing in different ways, in the, especially in the UK there's a, a massive amount of work in the summer when we all want the same people yeah. Yeah. and then through October, November or whatever there's not as much. And no, it's, that's right. It's really frustrating yeah. that me and my friends at Garston and Grange Park, we want, we want the same people, yeah. often, and yeah. you know someone has to decide and they go, oh, God, can't you move it till two months that will now our place will be pretty cold in October so. <laughs> it's pretty cold it's pretty cold I've absolutely frozen to death in June <laughs> we're not going to say that yeah. um, but no but I think that's right but there's, that, that must be frustrating as well when you've got all of us companies mailing or ringing you saying about this artist and then it's all at the same time yep yep I mean I one of one of my artists this summer I had four offers for him right four offers that's frustrating oh uh, yeah 
Yeah. 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 Uh, that, um, is, that is really frustrating. You know, and it, it, there's, there's, you know, there's not a lot you can do about that. I managed to make two work, but, right. okay. you know, mm. um, it, it, you know, it's, it's great. But of course, as you say, if you could only move some of those. Yeah. I mean, it must be, I, I feel it for, for you guys as well as myself sometimes. You think that when you've got, when, you, when your job is to get people work and the right work, and then you get two or three offers, or in your case, just then four at the same time. That's really, it must be really frustrating for you as a, as a manager. Yes. Yeah. I got it literally this week where I've got three things just for the next kind of winter period. Yeah. Um, you've been waiting for ages. You know, you've done the auditions, the, the singer's done the hard work, mm -hmm. and it all comes through in the same week. Because they're all finishing their yep. brochures around now, so everyone's yep. clearing the yep. casting desk, and that's great. But it means that you're suddenly, and the singer, having been worried about the whole season, now yeah. has all these things, and now got under real pressure to go, oh no, who do I, will I annoy somebody if I turn this down instead yep. of taking this one on? No, and no, indeed. That's where we come into our own, we advise them. and um, you know. That's a good time to go into that, because we started on it very early on. Um, you talk, and I know that you both well at this, but about career plans and mm -hmm. plans. How... how far is it even possible to plan that let's keep to singers for the moment because it's easy how far is it possible to try and plan and what is what do you what do you two mean when you talk about trying to plan out do you mean the right sort of roles at the right sort of time in the future yes i think it's exactly that i often talk to occasionally i go into the colleges and do a little talk about you know what it is being an agent yep. and advising we did one together didn't we, we, did, we, we did, yeah. Yeah. and i always take to the singers look you don't look at the puff pieces at the beginning of Opera Magazine. Look at the obituaries, because right. that that charts an yeah, arc. Nice. It charts a full career trajectory, yep. and that's what strategy is about. It's not being the hot young thing who's managed to cram everything yeah. into their first two years of their after having won a competition, because that might only last four years. Yeah. If you look at an obituary, you've got a long career, yeah. and you can see how it's been pieced together, and you can see development, and you can see how roles might have been introduced at a certain point when a singer hits a certain age and can mm. no longer do the things they've done before. Those mm. are often the hardest bits when a singer gets to you know, middle age yep. and they have to make a decision about a new direction because they literally cannot, they won't be booked for the same roles anymore. Carry, uh, it's very good. But, it's, but it is, I think it is harder now to plan a career just because there are few, because it's more of a lottery. You can't... Mm. It, it, I find it harder to have conversations with opera houses which have that longevity of commitment from a house. Yeah, absolutely. I think houses are, are, are casting much more on a season-by-season -season basis yeah. now than they are doing on a yeah. five- or ten-year plan. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it's all changed. I mean, they, they, a lot of the companies, they used to have company artists. And yeah. obviously, you know, if your artist was fortunate enough to be a company artist, then they'd be with that company for three, four, five, you know, more yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and that career planning would almost happen and the way that the roles yeah. evolved yeah. would just happen naturally. And that is that doesn't happen anymore. No. Um, I mean, that company ensemble doesn't exist, I don't think, in this country at all. No, I mean, well, yeah. not not officially. I mean, I think, I mean, I'd say that Opera Holland Park to a degree, and Opera North's another very good example where there's a lot of singers who are, they are very strongly connected to a yeah. to a house, yeah. and there's a feeling of ensemble, and night, and rather than people getting bored of the same singers I think exactly the opposite is true oh, that people feel a real, yeah. audiences feel a real connection uh, absolutely seeing agree. the same, same people in different productions and I think it's a very strong thing and I think houses that 
turn their back on that way of developing artists and and having long-term connections are actually missing a little bit of a trick from a business point of view as well as an artistic I mean you both know for me I like um, it's nice to hear you say that Ben but I also do like um, having a bit of a plan on artists over years and saying let's try and build them you know I remember a few years ago when we actively started uh, looking at conductors in a different way and we, I put a lot of faith in um, Matt Waldron and uh, Dane Lamb and just mm-hmm. said okay mentally I didn't say it's Lamb originally I'm just going to give them a couple of years well, I'm, you know, just going to believe in them and build it up and build it up now they're two of my established conductors yeah. they lead from the front all the time and I think that that having that plan and certainty and knowing what you're going to do in, in different years is a real benefit as an artist you can really develop but I think in, on the, in Central Europe we won't really talk about Brexit today. We're not going to touch on that too much. We might touch on it quickly. In Central Europe, the comp- particularly in Germany, that company on song still is, yes. is much stronger. Yeah. And and you see people doing you know incredible varied roles in one season out mm-hmm. there. So it's it does still exist, just not really in this in this country. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, that's true. And, and and if you're fortunate enough to have one of your get get one of your young artists into a fest contract, yeah. it, it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a lot of work as well. It does. Yeah. It's a different it kind of work as well because it's there's a luxury in doing the kind of theatre that we do here where you have long rehearsal <laughs> periods and you have a run of performances. Yep. But that also there's a hardiness that comes from doing a fest contract where you might get two rehearsals and then you're on stage you're on. Have, yeah. you're in, the, in the 13th revival of Barbieri no, and, right. and, and you're chucked on doing a main you, you get on and, and you meet the conductor in the interval exactly but I think there's a, there's a real benefit to singers from that because sometimes it's, it is a luxury I think having those long rehearsals periods yep. but there's a real benefit that there's a hardiness that yep. comes from yep. the other side yep. Yep. and when, if you can get to do both styles of performance when you come out of the other end it, you, know, you have such strength so it, obviously it would be something different for different people but is it, would it be a good thing to get a young singer into one of those fest contracts in Germany or something would, would you both recommend it to singers in the right kind of house I think as long as the house Frankfurt respects or oh, Frankfurt yeah, I mean, wonderful Frankfurt I mean yeah. that's probably one of the biggest ensembles there it there is, is and, and also and also Bent Lerber is just so wonderful yeah, he's singers, very, very and he, you know, he really knows how to pick a good singer yeah um, and he looks after them really well and, yeah. and nurtures them brilliantly. But the key, the key is getting the right roles because sometimes if you're in a you know small house, you might go in thinking you're a soubrette and then mm. accidentally find that you're having to sing <laughs> well, Madden Butterfly yeah. because somebody's <laughs> yeah. gone and there's nobody else to do it. But it, I mean, it, that's a you know an extreme example which probably doesn't happen very often. But you know the, the smaller ensembles you are yeah. pushed into a wider range of roles and you do just have to be careful that your contract yeah. is well negotiated let's, I said we won't touch it but let's touch on it briefly with your international contracts are the, the Brexit causing you problems as artist managers um, not yet not yet we'll just have to wait and see what happens I mean we're all keeping our fingers firmly crossed but mm. um, you know at the moment nothing's changed yeah okay. I don't think it will make any difference to people being employed because I, you know, people have visas and work permits already there's lots yep. of international travel outside mm-hmm. um, you know visa borders I think when it might kick in is when people realise that taxation yep. agreements collapse yep. and suddenly you're coming home with half the fee that you were coming home with from the same Indeed. house two years ago I think that's when it's going to really yeah. kick in yeah. okay okay we're talking on travelling a little segue as well you both were talking to me before we started recording about travelling you both have to do a lot traveling in your careers you've both got families yeah um you know i'm you know i look at Holland park we're constantly 
continuously looking at making it better for families and environment. That's one of my big things over the last couple of years. But you know, for you guys, it's still it's still hard. It, it, has it become more difficult, uh, or is there a way we can look at you know your own making it better for agents as well? I mean, that'd be nice. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could bring my kids. After my daughter was born, I brought because my my wife at that stage was an agent as well, and we both had to come to the same performance. And my daughter was about two months old. We did a half each. <laughs> and the, the other listened from outside, carry on. And I never forget coming coming towards you at the interval with a baby in arms, and you and Mike just went, "Get that away from me!" <laughs> <here." laughs> I'm sure I did. Yeah, 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 the, 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 the eyes spoke volumes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it it can be tricky. But yeah, we're only doing you know day trips or two day trips you know it's a well <laughs> this weekend uh, not well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally but it, I mean, it is different from singers who are away for months on end yeah. so yeah. you know they it's a totally different league and I have enormous sympathy for them trying to make things work and, and anything that can yeah. be done to make it work especially if you have families which is quite common where you have two singing parents yeah. Yeah. trying yeah. to juggle things you yeah. know that's it's, a really it's not easy. tough gig it's not well, easy. I'm determined I mean, to make it easier you know I, for us in our small way we can, even things like you know that we, we're working with Swapper on it yeah, we've got no, I mean, family it, room and we're saying work. you know let's go kids are all well, welcome to the rehearsal room and to the theatre and all the stuff and I just think that it doesn't take too much to sort of make that step to at least feel you know you're not out on a limb with it you know, we yeah. can't change it all. But but part of it's just opening the conversation. You know, yeah. Because up until now, it's it's almost like the NAs rules, where a director will just go, right, no NAs, yeah. you don't even have to talk about it. Mm. Yeah. But it's still an issue. And I think the family thing is the same kind of thing. That yeah. once you start talking about it, then you actually realise there's there is some middle ground. There is some yeah. way that you can make life a lot easier for somebody. For and, sure. if that, and if that makes the production better, yeah, because you're getting the people happy. you want yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and the performers yeah. are yeah. exactly. But I think also, man, just, it also just needs to be. We need to go up a bit in the industry, mm. you know. And think just, um, you know, what I say to directors when you know, actually, all the directors work for me are not like this. But when we're in the beginning, we were saying, oh, I can't really cope with that. Well, you can. You can because yeah. if someone's ill, you cope with it. So let's just yeah. well, let's exactly. just arrange just, it. Let's just yeah. do it, you know, with good humour and, and really want to do it. And then and then everyone's a lot happier. There's a happier, no, happier company. I think go, going back to to us though, that you know, when we touched on earlier about whether we go to all of our artists' performances. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit. You know, I all of my artists are well aware that I've got a family and I've got children, yeah. and and I do say to them that you know sometimes I. I'm not going to come to this because yeah. I'm, you know, especially if, it, if it's at weekends because I, you know, Ben and I have had this conversation before. We try and keep our weekends free. And me. Um, and me. You know, which I'm failing at this weekend. But, <laughs> uh, but, but you know, it, it's, they aren't, they all understand. And also, I'm very fortunate. I've got a great support network at home. Yeah. Um, my which, husband, which my husband's amazing. Right. Um, and he takes up a lot of the flack. So, yeah. you know, I'm very fortunate. But it's not easy. It, it isn't easy. No, it isn't easy. But I think that you're right. You know, and I, I'm the same. I keep weekend sacrosanct, you know, unless it's a massive, massive deal. Because also I work every Saturday and Sunday for the season. Yeah. Every so the, you know I'm not going to do that in the in the, in the rest of the year. Um, so uh, let's look at it slightly differently. If someone was listening to this, if anyone's listening to this, uh, and and um, they were somewhere in the art form at some level, and they were looking at um, uh, becoming an agent, what would be what would be your advice to them about becoming an agent? Don't say don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I gave a talk about this. 
a while ago uh, on a careers evening um, and I said that I mean it, it wasn't just about being an agent it was more about working in the arts but I think that working in the arts and certainly doing what we do is more vocational yeah. than a lot of the jobs that are so called vocational jobs you've got to really love it um, you've got to be constantly prepared to, to change and, and you know be flexible yeah. about about what you're doing mm. um, but it's I mean it, I find it an incredibly rewarding job I you know you deal with all kinds of people you're meeting people all the mm. time you're listening to some incredible music um, so I feel very fortunate it always comes across that you enjoy it Oh, yeah, I mean, I think, to, I think to do the job that we do, which, you know, is not an easy job. We've got lots of evenings, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've touched on before. You've got to love it. If you, if you don't love mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. then you can't, you can't do it. Yeah. Ben? Yeah, I mean, exactly that. You've got to feel that going to a performance is a treat. You know, it's sometimes when I'm telling people that I meet what I do for a living and they mm. say well you get paid for that you know going to Paris and seeing an opera where yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, other people will pay a thousand pounds to yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a tour manager to go and do what we do every single day it's, yeah. you know it, it, you have to pinch yourself sometimes um, but people who want to get into this business you know it's not enormously well paid the classical mm. music industry no. um, so it is vocational it can be very long hours and you've therefore got to work out what the perk is for you yep. and the perk has to be the thrill of seeing an absolutely incredible performance yeah. and, yeah. and skill sets for people that want to be agents, if they're looking at and you both said you were doing other things, mm-hmm. singing and, and bits and pieces, record company if, you, if someone was sitting in a company doing a job in the cloud, what, what do you think the main skill sets are for being an agent? I'd say passion. You've got to be yeah. passionate about it. I know it's one of those bland, catch-all interview kind of words, but I think you do. You, our job is to put across how much we've enjoyed seeing what we've seen. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much all mm. we do. Yeah. We go and see shows, and then we go and tell other people how brilliant they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there are two parts to that. One, we've got to make sure we're going to really good shows that we mm. enjoy in the yeah, first place. Yeah, yeah. And secondly, we've got to have the the skill set, the you know, the vocabulary, the, the the way of describing what we saw in a mm. way which is going to get our passion from here inside our heart mm. into your heart and brain, yeah. and that's it. It requires a bit of diplomacy, and that's the other yeah. major yeah. skill, which I would say is pretty important. Is it and a lot of hand holding? Yeah. I, I think you've got to be empathetic. The, I, you have yeah. got to be empathetic. I think one of the, the most important things I would say that you have to have is a good pair of ears, mm-hmm. not only for listening to the music, mm-hmm. but also for listening to your artist mm-hmm. about how they, uh, what their aspirations are, how they're feeling, and listening to opera companies or mm-hmm. management, yeah. casting directors to actually really listen mm-hmm. to what they're Very saying, good. what they want. So I think mm-hmm. a, a good pair of ears and a bit of common sense. Is it difficult when you talk about diplomacy there? Both of you um, seeing a, seeing a production that you haven't enjoyed, and or or, or shall we say, it probably hasn't happened to you too. But and one of your own artists not doing their best and thing that must be a difficult situation after the after the show. It is very difficult, um, and I would never say anything immediately after the show. Yeah, um, I always let it settle down for a bit, and I'll sort of reflect on it, um, think about it a bit more. Um, but certainly, I mean it. I'm, I'm fortunate, I, I'm just trying to remember if I've ever been in a situation where mm. an artist has really underperformed and I can't think of one Good. recently. Yeah. Um, 
but you it's part of our job to have that conversation yeah that you know that takes you back to the being honest and being able to have that relationship mm. um you know if if it's you know for me obviously if it's my director and i think the production's appalling that's that's difficult um fortunately haven't got to that stage um but you know obviously if if a singer's in a dire production well that's not their problem it's not their fault so for me i don't know about you ben uh i mean i do hate the first night party for exactly this reason is is it you a lot of the time also it takes you a, a few days to actually assimilate what yeah. you think you know yeah. you've got to talk to other people about it it's not you've got to have that immediate emotional response but at the same time it's also an intellectual experience yep. going to an opera yep. Yep. and the intellect yep. doesn't fire immediately you know it yep. takes a bit of consideration um so in many ways you can circumvent your oh, in, just with the usual oh darling you are marvelous yeah, yep. Yep. um and people are usually so hyped up after a performance that's indeed. all they want or need yeah, to hear yeah. anyway indeed and um, but it, but it, it can be difficult, and, and with creatives, it's, it is a very different. It's a different category because with a performer, a singer, you know what, roughly what they're going to do. You know the role they're going to sing most of the time. Yep. You know roughly how they're going to sing it, even if you haven't heard them sing it before, because you yep. know what they sound like. Whereas if you've got a director, yeah, you literally until you see it you're yep. not, not going to no, no, have no. a full conception of what's going on so usually with my directors I go and see two or three performances and then we have a real okay. debrief afterwards and what about if you uh, if you've got an artist that's just read some bad reviews of their work do they get on the phone or email to you Mine tend not to. I mean, a lot of them don't read reviews during runs, yeah, which, which is, is quite a, a good rule. Thing. And to be honest, most of them are pretty. You know, they they understand the purpose of reviews. It's yeah. you know, from our side, we use them when they're good, and when they're not of good, course. we explain them away. Yeah. Um, I think if there's a, a running thread, then it's our responsibility over over several productions. Yeah. Then there might be a responsibility on us to say, look actually they're, they're, they're picking up on something which we do actually need to talk about and sometimes that can be helpful to us because it it kick starts a conversation yeah. Yeah, that yeah, might have otherwise have been tricky no, to, no, to, to begin but on that point as well with with the planning thing um do you ever have to have conversations or you know not about your current artists actually it's a longer time thing where they um they wanted to make a move into certain repertoire and you think it's not right or conversely have you been in a position where you're pushing an artist to get into a different repertoire because you think that's going to be right for them do you have those sort of conversations um, yes i mean I, that's quite often hand in hand with whoever they're having coaching with they quite you know you if an artist feels that they want to change direction then i would always say tell them to take it to you know somebody respected or their singing teacher yeah. or a, a rep or a coach whose opinion they value and sing through some stuff yeah and you know and and get other feedback yeah um especially if it's a move that i think might not be wise at that particular moment at that moment yeah I mean, I've had a couple of experiences where you've kindly invited my singers to come and do things that I hadn't put them forward for, which is always a really interesting yeah. uh, moment. And credit to you, every one of those things has ended up being a success. But what I've gone therefore through a process with the artist going, look, James has offered you this. I, not, I wouldn't have put, it, put you forward for it myself. Yeah. They do exactly what Helen's just said, which is then take it away to yeah. three or four other trusted. Um, yeah. advisors, you know, because that's what we, we're a trusted advisor and we're part hopefully of a set of 
four or five people. It might be their coach, their yes. Alexander teacher, their mum, whoever else. And it's a team effort putting these things together. But I've, and, I've, and, I, and I would never say to my singer, look, I forbid you from doing that. Right. Well, no, uh, it, it, you're not the one who's got to get on stage exactly. and do it. My, my opinion is one of many people's opinions, and if you have a great idea that I hadn't thought of, then kudos to you. Well, yeah. you know, I've enjoyed a couple of those we've done, and I think that it, that's a good sign of our relationship, you know, as producer and agent, to say, well, I, what about this? And and you haven't, on those couple of occasions, um, dismissed it, Absolutely far from not, it, yeah. but said, let's take the time, which is much better than also you say, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be well, so good either. Because well, yeah, it's our responsibility to, to say, yeah. actually, I'm a bit anxious about that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, I think it comes down to strategy again, because sometimes when we talk about strategy and you're looking at the long arc, the long arc is actually, it doesn't allow for many outliers. Yeah. You know, the unusual roles that can actually magically create a career. Yeah. We're looking at this sort of, this narrative is the, is the, the word that people use at the moment, the story. Yeah. And if something is off the story, then it's too easy to dismiss it sometimes. Yeah. And so if we're thinking strategically, it, you know, maybe sometimes we do fall into the trap of conservatism yeah. from roles yeah. and therefore it's great to be disrupted the other buzzword you know, yeah. but by people who go look actually yeah. I've got this amazing idea you might know why it's a good idea because you've got a conductor and a director Indeed. and another cast member Indeed. in mind that suddenly makes it all snap Indeed. into place or, or on, yeah. on one of those occasions because it's, it's open there when we talked about you know one of your artists um, we um, it just felt because I've been with her a lot that it was the right time for you know it wasn't it wasn't that but I you know obviously I'm getting it wrong but it's just that thing of it just felt right at that time it might not have been the year before or, yeah. or two years later but that, at that time it was the same okay the last thing we need to, we need to finish up but the um, you know I, I think I know what you're going to say to this but um, <laughs> but um, advice about uh, artists not necessarily to you but approaching agents what's good etiquette what's good form what's not to do as much as what's what's right to do what should they do if they're writing and as I say stress not just to you two so just to agents in general um, don't do a blanket email thank god you said that god um, you know we as managers we get them to all the opera companies on ones not even BCC we get loads what? of them just saying to all of us yeah, we occasionally get I mean it's, it's relatively rare but I do, it does amaze me when it happens dear agents but, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I always laugh when you always know which one of my colleagues is having a bad day because it goes to me and Rosfi and you know, everyone yeah, yeah. and one of, one of us will always say which one of us yeah. which one of us do you yeah. need yeah. Yeah. oh they're having a bad yeah. day today yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean that would be the, the number one thing yep. um, I think um, try do before you write to any agent. Do your research. Yeah. See who they represent. Yeah. See you know what kind of singers, artists mm. they represent. Mm. Um, so you can be a bit intelligent about yeah. how you tailor your email. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you send a full biography, CV, upcoming performances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recent reviews. Does video make a difference these days? I always look at. I will always look at that and have a listen to that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a visual art form. Of course, yeah. it's important. You know, yeah. you, you, and you need to. It needs to be recent stuff as well. I mean, the number yeah. of times. I mean, it's difficult on one level to get good quality recorded material, but at the same time, it's free and incredibly easy to pick up a phone and yeah. shove it in the corner of a rehearsal room nowadays. Yeah. So, in fact, there's no excuse anymore. We don't need to have a four camera yep. ultra HD recording on the stage of the Royal Opera House yep. it's, no. it's really helpful just to have a really candid yeah, no, photo of you with your coach and recent is better than polished okay. you know, and the, in a way also I'm not sure I trust these highly edited yeah. 
very yeah, smooth. Usually, you know, they've been tweaked. Well, exactly. And, and, and we have actually done that with a lot of our artists, and I'm now, I probably shouldn't admit this. Oh, you've uh, been on, tweaking. On Reddit. But, we, we, but it, it, they look so good, it's really yeah. tempting to do it. What I would say is, by all means, do that, but do it in conjunction with candid stuff as well, mm-hmm. so that yeah. people can see a range of what you do, and it's yeah, not it's not just all Vaseline lensed. Um, yeah, and you know, you know some live recordings. Exactly, and that's the yeah. re- really one take wonder stuff. It's and to me, to, to my colleagues uh, these days, want video from you of your artist. Do, do other uh, producers come and ask for it, or do they? Uh, not you. I mean, usually it's all about auditions, which of course you know the bane of everybody's nightmare. Awful things. Oh, they're hideous. I, if yeah. I could abolish anything, it would be auditions. Yeah. Um, because it's so difficult for any artist to actually try and get across in that environment yeah. what they're about. But do you think that videos have almost taken over the general audition? Because so, you know, when I started, it was all about loads of general auditions. You do loads of audition tours, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now it almost feels like the video portfolio has taken over from that which is very environmentally friendly it yep. uh, saves True. a lot of money for everybody yep. concerned it's, and, and it's almost like that you, you have that and you go straight to the stage audition for the role now yeah, yeah. I mean I think that I think that's it's useful as a filtering um, I think filters um, the word absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know I, I wouldn't I I mean if I were in your shoes James I don't think I'd be booking anybody from uh, watching a video no I, well we never have I know some people that have <laughs> but we never have um, but yeah but also I think there's something about in my in my position in, in our company there's something about meeting people as well it's not only about the audition mm. on the performance in a funny way so much in auditions for me is how how we've sparked off each other have we because yeah, yeah. I tend to dis- you know, Ben's use of the word we all use it at the moment I tend to disrupt interviews uh, in, um, auditions a bit by in the conversation by just talking for longer just asking them to talk to me just because in a company festival environment it's a very claustrophobic environment yep. you're together a lot yep. you're together a lot and with a lot of people and you just want to find out a little bit more than rather than just the facade of here's my party piece audition piece no, it's from, really important um, yeah and knowing and that they're going to be else. somebody that you can get on with yeah. Yeah. yeah no it's really important but I think auditions are tough for everyone and the thing I do say to a lot of singers is just because they're horrible to do and all that you know remember that we're all sitting there willing you to be great we want you to be great of course uh, and I think over I say this a lot but over the last couple of de- well, decade probably the sort of all the talent shows on TV have led people to believe that audition panels people subconsciously subconsciously to believe that they want people to fail and to laugh at them or whatever because that's what TV has made the norm but really we're all sitting there going please be the best singer I've never heard you know, course, this is the one I want you to be amazing go you know, okay okay casting's over we've got you you know yeah. there's a there's a real desire but I know that we really try that it doesn't always come across but you really want people to feel comfortable and anything I can say to people to make them more comfortable I'd rather that than that sort of fear factor of there's an audition just trying to get them relaxed yeah. a bit, you know. Yeah. But okay, we just leave it there. Listen, guys, it's a real pleasure always to work with you both, and 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 you fabulous artists. And, and uh, he hasn't listen. said anything about booking any of our artists. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 <laughs> 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 suitcase full of finders. They've just pulled both pulled out their lists of artists. It's great. It's great to see you today. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, James. You have been listening to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with James Clutton. For more information on Opera Holland Park, please visit www.operahollandpark.com.